Luke chapter 18. This morning, I want to preach about this thought, the parable of the persistent practice of prayer. The parable of the persistent practice of prayer. This um, At the beginning of summer, um, as I was doing my own study, I loved the book of Luke. Never realized all my life and my ministry how much I'd preach out of Luke. And I loved doing Luke in my life of Christ time. And uh, beginning of the summer, I ran across this parable again. Now, I had preached in chapel this chapter beginning in verse 9 to the, uh, down through verse 14. For some reason, I kept skipping over the first eight verses. But the beginning of the summer, God really convicted me about my own prayer life, but a particular part of my prayer life. None of us here, I know I speak for all of us, none of us here have arrived in our prayer life. But the one thing that God has been reminding me of these many months is a particular part of my prayer life. And I feel like probably there are a number of my younger brothers and sisters here, but may I tell you young people, some of my older brothers and sisters that need to hear this. I like what one pastor wrote last week. He said, can we all agree that in 2017, not many people got the answer correct to this question. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Wow. These last five years. I believe this morning, as we look at our, our wonderful Savior and where he stopped to tell two parables about prayer. Now, the second one, was geared, verse 9, to those that were lost, that trusted in themselves they were righteous. But the first eight verses were to God's people. And where the Lord convicted me, and I pray He will help you, if not convict you. Well, He says in verse 1, And He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. What our Lord wants to talk to us about is the failure of many of us to keep praying about the same thing. I doubt many of you, there's probably no one here that says, well, I don't pray at all. But many of us would have to admit, even in your young age, but I can tell you young people, when I look at my older faculty friends and staff, they need to listen to this. How many years have we prayed? How many decades have we prayed for the same thing? And it hasn't been answered yet. To you, my friends, I pray that the Spirit of God, through the words of our Savior, would be an encouragement. Uh, This came from Corey Ten Boom. She had written an article called, Is Prayer Your Steering Wheel or Your Spare Tire? She says, while unexpected measures do rightfully provide opportunity to seek God's help, the reminder we all need is that prayer is essential all the time, not just in emergencies. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 gives us a concise command to pray without ceasing. Simple as these words are, they demand a steering wheel prayer life. As we journey through each day, prayer must determine our direction. 
follow the command to pray without ceasing, describes our duration. Always keep your hands on the steering wheel as you carefully maintain a moment-by-moment relationship with God and thus know the constant control of prayer. I thought that was good. Most of us, unfortunately, we have a spare tire prayer life. Oh, in emergency, I better pray. But her comment was, you know, really, we should have a steering wheel prayer. And as you go through life, you never take your hands off the steering wheel when you drive. And I thought, boy, that's, that really fits what I want to share with my brothers and sisters. Now, this parable is not hard to understand at all. I've decided to come up with five points. This is what God showed me. Number one, I've already read the purpose of the parable. Jesus said that men ought always to pray and not to faint. The word faint here refers to being weak, to become frail in your spirit or heart. Basically, to give up. You lost courage. You used to pray for this. It was very important in your life. You may have prayed about it every night, maybe through the day. You were so moved by it, but over time, you lost your strength. You lost your courage. Jesus said that men ought always, that word means at all times, in all seasons. Number one, the purpose. But number two, notice the people of this parable. In verses 2 and 3, we have two people, look at them with me, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And then number three, the second person, And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. Friends, these two people, so different in their life. Jesus says there was this disrespectful judge, and then there there was a desperate widow. Now, notice about this disrespectful judge. The Bible says he feared not God. He knew who God was. He knew about God. From the context, he, he was probably a Jewish man who was given the responsibility of being a judge. But he did not revere God. He did not revere God's form of justice. But notice it says he did not respect men either. Neither regarded man. I'm reminded that a person's view of God, even today, affects the way they treat their fellow men. Boy, we see that in government. We see that in the world. That a lack of understanding who God is has turned our country into the country it's becoming. But notice not just the disrespectful judge, but notice the desperate widow. The Bible says that there was in the city a widow, and she came, and we're going to find out how often in just a minute, and she would say to him, avenge me of mine adversaries. To be a widow in that day was, to be honest, dangerous. If you did not have a, 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 a husband or a father or an uncle or a brother, someone that would protect you, being a widow was dangerous, at best dangerous. This woman would come before this disrespectful judge and she would plead help. The Bible says she turned to this man who she assumed would give her justice. And she would come and plead with this man. We're going to find out every day. And she would say, avenge me. That word just simply means do justice for me. Give me justice. And notice she said against mine adversary. We're not sure who this adversary was, but the word itself 
is, means an opponent in court. So you've seen the purpose of the parable. You've seen the people. Now look at number three, the predicament of the parable. <clears throat> the predicament of the parable. A predicament is a difficult, unpleasant, or embarrassing situation. And let me tell you, both these people in this parable are in a predicament. Obviously, the widow was in a predicament because she had to go continuously before this disrespectful judge. Brethren, don't forget, she was forced to go and probably stand in line. And when it was her time, she would go before the judge knowing she was going to hear the same thing every day. No. Next. She'd be back the next day pleading the same thing. No. Next. What was the predicament for the judge? Well, he says, the Bible says in verses 4 and 5, And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. You know, one day he's sitting on the bench and he says, All right, who's next? Oh, here she comes. I'm going to have to listen to her say the same thing. I'm going to have to watch her cry and plead. The Bible says something very interesting. On one particular day, when she walked in, he said inside of himself, though I know what I think about God, and though I normally don't treat people with respect, because she troubleth me. That word trouble is interesting. It literally means to make work for someone and to make it hard. He said, oh my word, I thought maybe she'd miss today. I heard she was sick, but there she is. And then he says, you know what? Because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, when I looked up the meaning of this particular word, translated weary, I was a little taken back. You know, I had the thought maybe without studying it meant, oh, she just, you know, I have a good day and there she is. It's far stronger. He said every time she comes in, she troubles me. She makes more work for me. Oh, I, I wish her just a week she wouldn't show up. But then he admits in himself, you know what? She troubles me so much she wearies me. Here's the definition. You ready? To beat black and blue. To buffet the body. To, mer- to bear the marks of devastation. To wear one out. Listen, this woman who had no protector was in grave danger. She would go back and back and back and back. And finally this judge said, okay. Okay, you need to avenge her. And apparently he did. What, number four, what was the prize of the parable? Well, cl- folks, the prize for the judge was what? Yeah, you said it. Peace. Oh, what was the prize for the widow? Justice. Justice. I close with the fifth principle. The principles. There are really two. Jesus told us the purpose of the parable, but now I want to share what's very, uh, this is the part that's hard for me, the principles of the parable. There are two. Jesus would go on in verse 6 and say, The Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, 
which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with him. I tell you he w- that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Notice the first thing, the first principle. Jesus purposely contrasts two judges. There's the unjust judge contrasted with our Heavenly Father. Do you realize Jesus just said that God is willing to hear the believers cry far more often? That lady, even if she went every day, she had to get had to sign in. She had to be put on the docket. And she only had so many minutes. The Bible says here that our Father hears us day and night. Do you realize that the courtroom was only open during the morning hours? She had to wait her turn. Our Father, Jesus says, hears us any time. Any time of day or night. Amen? He also says God will always bear long. Did you see that in the end of verse 7? He will bear long with them. The phrase means to persevere patiently. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters. Some of us have been praying the same prayer for so long. We've lost heart. Did you realize God never felt troubled when you came? Day and night and maybe many times during the morning and waking up at night, crying out to your father. God never said, oh, she wearies me. He wearies me. The same thing every day. God beareth long. And he's never troubled. He's never wearied. In fact, Jesus says God never grows weary with our continual cries. Jesus also points out in contrasting the evil judge with our Heavenly Father that God will avenge. He will give justice. Notice that word, verse 8, speedily. That word means in our King James Bible, quickly, soon. Now, here's what you might think. Oh, so what you're telling us, Brother Spencer, something that's really been heavy on our heart, as soon as we pray, God's going to answer it. That's not what it means. And that's not what Jesus was conveying about our prayer life. Sometimes we pray the very same thing. And we go like a desperate widow before our Father. But you can be assured and I can be assured that our Father's not like that unjust judge. He'll listen as often as you want to come. And it can be day or night. You never weary Him. But when... Now listen. This is what the word means. When God decides to avenge you, nothing can stop it. No power in the whole universe can keep our Father from answering our prayer. It'll come when He says it comes, and it comes powerfully, it comes quickly. But it doesn't always come right away. Now there's a a mystery. Any preacher would be a fool to get up and say they can explain why. But I do think one of the things I'm learning, and you are too, and you need to hear it this morning, as maybe someone who got tired. No one cares about me. You know, that widow never gave up. She could have gone home after a couple weeks, maybe months, who knows, years, and said, no, this man is never going to hear me. I just give up. She wouldn't give up. God says to us through the Lord Jesus that God hears our prayers. He's going to answer our prayer. And nothing can stop when he sends that answer. 
So the contrast of the two judges. But then notice the conviction of the believer by Jesus' question. Jesus goes on to tell you, nevertheless, verse 8, When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? A lot of men quote that verse uh, just in a general way, saying, boy, whenever Jesus comes back, the rapture, the second advent, will he find faith? And I've heard men say, will there be Christianity? Will there be people that believe the Bible? That's really not the context of what Jesus is saying. He wasn't trying to refer to any any end-of-age aspect. He was just saying this. When the Son of Man should come back, will He find any of His children that believe in prayer and persistent prayer? Hey, the disciples hearing this parable, they went, oh my word, I gave up. I grew weary. I stopped. And 2,000 years later, I don't know when Jesus is going to come back, and neither do you, but if he should come back, will he have found a group of his children that were persistent in their prayer life? Not did they pray. Were they persistent? Do you and I really understand how weak we get sometimes? Now, again, I'm almost done. I wish we had a clock like that in every classroom. I only came to be an encouragement. I am not the captain of your faith. I have not mastered this. If anything, God knows I need this message. But I know I'm looking at the faces of some very dear men and women. And I'm not just looking at the young ones either. There's something that even in your young life, my fellow faculty and staff members that are older, our lives, that you prayed for, you lost count. And maybe you've gotten tired. Maybe recently you stopped. Maybe you begin to feel, and yes, it was wrong for us to feel this way. That's all right. We have a Father that will forgive us. Say, will he hear me if I start back? Brother Spencer, will my Father? Yes. Yes. Do you realize there are things that some of you will find this out? I'm not sure you haven't already determined this as young adults that burden your heart so much about family, maybe about your health issue. And it may seem like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, some of the cases of the oldest saints in this room, 60 or more years. Does God hear me? Yes. Is God going to answer? Yes. But he'll answer when he chooses to answer. Until that time, are we going to have even the meager faith of this desperate widow? Do you really trust God? Then keep on praying. What happens if you lay there in in the hospital, your deathbed, and... You're beginning to pass into the presence of the Lord. By the way, I'm so glad it's another message. It's around Easter time. I love to remind myself and all my brethren that when a believer passes, there is no sting of death. No sting. The Lord took it. But should we pass from this life into the presence of Christ and wonder maybe why didn't 
my God, answer that prayer. I have enough faith in my Father that should I stand in His presence, He'll reveal it then. And then I'll know, well, it's going to be answered anyway. He just chose not to do it in my lifetime. You know, we feel like sometimes we, we're full of faith. And in many ways, I've watched, uh, Brianna gave that testimony. I, I've watched Brianna, she's a sophomore. I watched the students come back. And it's wonderful for the faculty and staff to see that growth, that maturing in all of us. But sometimes there's some things that, listen, we can pray with you. We can pray for you. But you leave and we forget about it. I'm talking about something right now, just before I close, that it, it's, when you think about it, it hurts. You've been praying about it. You've been pleading with God. And maybe you've been tempted like me. I'm just going to stop. Maybe I've offended God. Maybe God doesn't care enough. I don't want to trouble God, even though that's silly, because you learned with me. We can never weary the omnipotent Father. Keep praying. Do you realize that praying like that not only strengthens you in your walk with your Father, but it brings glory to Him that you trust Him enough to come every day. And you don't have to plead and cry and, and like this dear woman did, with an unjust man, he knew her disrespect. Uh, she knew his disrespect. She probably heard it as he made rude comments to her every day. That's not our father. He beareth long. He listened day and night. And he will avenge. He will do right by his daughter, his son. The parable of the practice of persistent prayer.